Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Game Podcast. I'm joined by Zach. Um, Zach, why don't you give me a quick introduction on yourself and your pod? Uh, okay, uh, well, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dynasty Ty. Uh, I don't know if anybody who's listening saw me on Twitter. But uh, yeah, man, I, I write sports articles. Uh, I, you know, I, I just started up my own podcast, actually, that we're going to be launching next week. Uh, it's going to be at the Basement Olympics podcast. Uh, it's going to be on Twitter at Basement Olympic. Uh, they didn't let me fit the S in there. So it's just Basement Olympic on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be like a unique podcast. You know, it's going to be for avid sports fans, uh, specifically football for now. Um, it's going to be, you know, focusing on college football, NFL, fantasy football, and then sports betting as well. Uh, we know sports betting is getting uh, legal in a lot of these states now. So, you know, we wanted to give everybody basically like a week-to-week um, sports betting locks and, and you know, uh, and whatnot. So, you know, excited to do that. And uh, starting next week will be a week-to-week podcast doing that. Dope, dope. How did you come up with the name? I'm just curious. Is that like a, like it's a thing act- before? Just- yeah, so it's actually – so we've been sitting on this idea for this podcast – for uh like a month now and we just couldn't think of a name and we just kept going back and forth and we just couldn't get one that you know it flowed and uh just sounded nice but basement olympics is actually the name of my main fantasy football league that i do with the guys that i'll be doing the podcast with so it kind of just you know I, i was thinking one day and i was like yo like why don't we just use that name like i don't think it's a take a name on apple Podcasts or anything and it and it sounds kind of dope so i was like you know what yeah (laughs) let's just rock with basement olympics and uh yeah you know we launched the social media and then you know now we're getting going next week cool that sounds awesome yeah sounds great um i like that a lot (laughs) all right um let's get into some questions um we're gonna talk fantasy football because that is coming up in less than a month um yeah okay so the first question i had is do you think Gardner Minshew could be a top 12 quarterback? And do you think Burrow might also, you know, sneak in their top 12? Do you think it's possible? Uh, I like both guys. I really do. And I like Minshew a lot. Um, I actually loved him at Washington State with with Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I heard about the whole Speedo story, I don't know if you know about that one, I actually thought the guy was like an absolute legend. Wait, tell me about it because I feel like I don't, but maybe I do. I you don't know about, about that? So, about so he... I forgot what school he went to before Washington State, but he transferred to Washington State his last year in college. And uh, before meeting with the team, or I guess like his first meeting with the team was at the team pool. And without <laughs> meeting a guy on the team, he walked into the team pool in a, in a Speedo. <laughs> he walked into the doors, you know, with a Speedo on without meeting anybody, which is just so his like profile, you know what I mean? That's like, oh, yeah. the type of guy he is. But, uh, but yeah, no, I loved him since then. But then I watched him play, and you know, I thought he, I thought he was really good, you know, real solid. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to fantasy, I don't think he's quite the guy that you want, you know, starting week to week in a twelve-man league. Um, you know, maybe depending on the matchup, you can plug and play him, you know, with another QB with a low, somewhat low ADP. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's not a guy that I'm specifically going after. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I have him somewhere around like QB twenty range, so he's not a bad guy to stash. In uh, deep super flex dynasty leagues, you know, he's a guy that I would take as my second QB, 
But uh, in just a one QB league, I, that's not a guy that I'd go after just to, you know, to start on my team. Okay. Um, can I give you a, not rebuttal, but a, a quick pitch on Minshew? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I think he's got at least one good receiver on the team. He's mm-hmm. got a good running back. He's got a good pass-catching running back, and possibly Leonard Fournette has a decent pass-catching running back. We'll see, but they have uh, Chris Thompson. Um, yep. The offensive line should get better. Brendan Linder is one of the most underrated centers in the league. He is very good. Um, Taylor seemed like a pretty uh, decent rookie. Norwell was pretty good. They have, you know, another spot. Robinson, I think, is not great. And AJ Khan's probably not great. But they mm. definitely have a, I think, a solid group. I think anywhere from the, like, 15th to, like, 20, you know, 25th, you know, ranked London League. And I don't think that's bad. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Tyler Eifert's on the team, too. But when you look at their defense, it is very young. Very inexperienced, probably going to get picked on a lot. I, I, I feel that the opportunity is going to be there for Minshew to throw for how many did he throw at in fucking college? He threw 662 oh, attempts yeah. at Washington State. He well, can get there easily. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it's entirely possible for him to put up stats like he did maybe in college with the so, team that's going to be airing out the ball the whole time because they're going to be down. And the division's pretty weak too, As defensively right. at least. I don't think the division is very good. So um, I'm, I'm just excited to use Minshew. So. Let me list like ten guys for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I got my rankings see, up. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see which of these guys specifically uh, you would take Minshew over. Yeah. He's, okay. Because okay, okay, wait. Look, before we do this, let, let me be fair. I he's seventeen on my board right now. But oh, okay, okay. I mean, I, I well, why don't you list them anyway though? Uh, okay. All right. So a guy. How about like Daniel Jones? Yeah, I'm taking Minshew over him for sure. Wow. Really? I'm not as high as uh, people apparently are on Daniel Jones. Like I try and make my stuff. Firstly, independently of, you know, everyone else out there and ranking stuff like that. And okay. then I look at the rankings and I'm like, oh, God, where am I on these guys? And Daniel Jones is one that people seem to really be in favor of. Why don't you pitch me on him? Dan- See, I'm a Giants fan. So okay. That's, that's, I'm a Jaguars fan, so this is fun. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. So so that maybe I'm a little biased towards Daniel Jones, but this guy came out mm-hmm. last season. And I, I mean, aside mm-hmm. from his ball handling in or uh, ball security in the pocket, which mm-hmm. I know is a big, you know, it's a big uh-oh especially when you, you know, get negative points in fantasy uh, for a fumble or an interception or whatnot. But the guy's accuracy and precision throwing the ball and just, you know, how confident he is out there, like, it shocked me. And you, everybody knows, you know, the downfall, or not downfall, but uh, everybody knows, you know, how the Giants taking Daniel Jones at number six was perceived. But the way he came out, bro, I honestly think that he silenced so many doubters, and he silenced me. I fucking, I hated it at first. Yeah, no, okay. I hated, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yes. yeah. Um so I mean I I'm in the New York, New Jersey area. Um I have no a lot of Giants fans. I've watched Giants football, Jets football my entire life. Um, you know, because I'm just in the area, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I watched a lot of Daniel Jones last year and I agree he had uh, he he looked he definitely surprised me. I remember watching on this couch that I'm on right now with my buddies when Daniel Jones was taken, they were like, What the fuck is happening? Why are we taking yeah. this quarterback when there are other guys on the board? Like there are better quarterbacks on the board. Um so I get it. There there was doubters for sure. Um, and he did do well for like three or four. I, I feel like he did really well for like a four game stretch. And then he kind of went back to being, you know, rookie quarterback level. I didn't see that as much from Minshew as I did from Jones. I think they could be in a very similar category, but um, I think the Giants defense is better. They're in a way tougher division. Um, I, I don't know if Daniel Jones is even better quarterback than, than Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew showed some pretty pretty impressive things last last year, and he can do it with his legs. I know I know a lot of young quarterbacks can do that too, and um, I know that uh, Jones can do it as well. But I'm mm-hmm. I just from the film that I've seen at least, 
Minshew should have, I think, won Rookie of the Year, and I think he's he wow. looks to have it better. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to argue that if you want to do that as well. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I respect for Murray. Oh my God, Kyler Murray, dude! It's just the pedigree that won him that. that I, yeah, obviously. I don't think he should have won it either. But uh, I, I mean, will say, Daniel Jones though was the only rookie QB, I believe, of all time to ever have a five touchdown, zero interception game as a rookie. Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty that's impressive. A good point. He did have a really good stretch. I definitely remember that. But I feel maybe, maybe this is an incorrect memory on my. Like, that's entirely possible. Um, but I feel like he had a really good stretch and then kind of dipped a little bit, which happens to rookies. I mean, Minshew had a similar thing too. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect. I'm just gonna look yeah, at these games. Uh, I'm looking at his stats right now. His yeah. first game against Tampa Bay is when he you know really broke out and he had that game-winning drive uh, yeah. that was a rushing touchdown. After he had almost 40 fantasy points that game. Yeah. And then until week eight, he kind of had a drop off mm-hmm. where he did not do so well. And that was yeah. against good defenses. He went against Minnesota. He was at New England. You know, so I, I get what you're saying to the sense that he did fall off against good defenses. But, you know, he did come back pretty strong against Detroit. Uh, you know, so I, yeah. don't know. He, I think he showed a lot of flashes, but I, I totally yeah. get why someone would take, you know, Minshew over him. <laughs> I'm also not, I should also be clear too, I'm not, you know, diminishing what he did in those games either just because they're against bad defense. Like, the Giants are going to get to play Washington twice this year. So, like, sure, you know, that, that's fine. Exactly. Um, And, and I, I do think he's a a fine quarterback. You know, for, for a rookie, he was pretty good for, for some portions of the of, of the stretch. I think the yeah. Giants have a way better offensive line. They have a really good receiving core um, and a good tight end, good receiving tight end, so, and a good receiving and running of course, back. Better weapons know, than the Jaguars. <laughs> I, I, might, I might say if we average them all together, right? Absolutely. Um, but I, I feel like the Jaguars' defense is so young, uh, so inexperienced. They were so bad last year, and I'm not sure that they got better, at least in terms of next year, you know, coming up, this year coming up, in, in less than a month. Uh, so that's really where my thing lies. And I also I think it lies with the divisions being what they are. And yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't think we're sure what the schedule, if it's going to change at all or anything's going to happen for football season. So, you know, playing in division seems like something that is going to be way more important than it has been in the past. And it's pretty important yep. in the past, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's interesting. I mean, it's good to bring up. Were there any other guys? Sorry. I cu- I think we went a little bit of tangent. Uh, I mean, that was that. the guy. I mean, who who else is around Minshew's ADP? I know he has somewhat of a low a ADP. Yeah, um, no, he, he, dude, he's criminally underrated. Maybe that's why I'm so um, yeah. gung-ho for him, at least, yeah. but... Um, what do you think and, about Matt Stafford? Would you take Matt Stafford over him? Yeah, I take Stafford over him. Okay, yeah, good. definitely. Okay. I take Stafford over him. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty clear. Stafford has really done a great job of going from Stat Padford of old, just tossing up to Megatron, to actually being a yeah. really good quarterback. I'm very I, I, happy. Matt Stafford, man. I'm a big yeah. Matt Stafford homer. I think he's going to be a beast this year. You're a homer, Matt Stafford? Did you did you go to – what did he go to? Was he Georgia? No, or I just mean Georgia. like yeah, he's yeah. a guy yeah, I yeah. stand by. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. You, you can stand him. That's fine. We stand people on this podcast. I stand Kirk Cousins, though. There's no Kirk Cousins slander allowed on this podcast. Just a heads up. I, I, he's a he's a good QB. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Slander. There we go. Um, yeah, okay. And, and also, like I said, I have Gardner Minshew 17 currently in my rankings, so it's not like I'm taking him top 12, but I think it's possible we could see him there. That's that's kind of, you know. So All right, so one last question before we yeah, get yeah. off the, the, uh, the topic. Since you're a Jaguars fan, yeah, I think it's – kind of safe to say Jacksonville is going to be picking top five next year what do you what do you think about that like you, um it, yeah it's definitely it's definitely falls within the likely you know positions to have I don't think they're the worst team in the league and I think with a good quarterback and I think Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback um you know a team can win six six to eight games so especially in a shit division I really I'll harp on that as much as possible the division is not very good all right. Well, my question, my my event, my you know eventual question on that was going to be, say they did get pick one, pick two, yeah, whatever, yeah, I, I, and they had to take a quarterback. Yeah, sure. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Jaguars are really, really. Is that what you're gonna say, right, Trevor yeah, Lawrence? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think this is is a really great spot for the Jaguars. If they're trash and they end up with the first pick, Minshew obviously isn't gonna be the guy going forward. I don't think you could have a one and fifteen season with yeah. a, a terrible quarterback because he already won, he was six and six last year. So he won six games last year. If he takes a step back and we win two games next year when he plays all sixteen games or this year or whatever, I'm sorry. Um, th- then, then we can move on to ignore the quarterback. But, you know, if we're not picking in the top five, top ten, you know, Minshew obviously had a pretty good year, and we don't need to take quarterbacks, so it's fine. So I think it's like a win-win either way for the Jags, right? Yeah, yeah I got you. That's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Burrow? Do you think he could be top 12? All right. So so Joe Burrow, I actually had the luxury of seeing him live in his uh, oh, breakout dope. game. Yeah, so I'm a diehard Texas Longhorns football fan. Okay. And uh, week two of last season, I flew down, me and some buddies of mine, to Austin, Texas, to see LSU at Texas, which was like a lifetime oh, yeah. experience. I can but, imagine. Um, you know, and I watched him absolutely dismantle my uh, my Longhorns defense. So, like, ultimately, yeah, I, I do think he can be top 12. Um, I definitely have him out of my top 12 this year, you yes. know, just, just looking at ADPs and whatnot. Um, you know, but I'm really excited for him, man. He, uh, you know, I, I mean, what's there not to like about Joe Burrow? Uh, last year, 5,000-plus passing yards, 60 touchdowns, and only six picks in the SEC, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. With a completion percentage of 76%, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and plus the guy has probably one of the quickest release times, you know, in the pocket. You I know, love that, yeah. Yeah, than any QB I've ever seen, really. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's up there. So, yeah. uh so, yeah, I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the league. Eventually, this season with mm-hmm. COVID and the pandemic and all, it might have a little halt on his, uh, yeah. you know, his growth as a QB in that mm-hmm. offense. But look at his weapons. Look at his skill set. I mean, yeah. come on. You know what I, I am mean? looking at his weapons. Yeah, yeah, I love he, it. <laughs> he definitely has the potential to be a top 12 QB at some point this year and definitely moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the potential is there. I think for the same similar reason why I made this question is because I think Gardner Minshew and him have the same things going for each other. They've got a pretty good offense, good weapons, um, and a pretty shit defense on the other side. So um, yep. it's kind of where I'm coming at from there. Like, I mean, this receiving core, I love T. Higgins, huge T. Higgins fan. Me too. Um, if AJ Green can stay healthy, you know, Tyler Boyd's like the number three. They still got Sean Ross and um, the other uh, Auden Tate, I'm pretty sure, still on the team. Like, this yep. is a very good deep receiving core. He's got plenty of options to throw to. They're finally going to get back. Um, Joe, uh, was it Jonah Williams? I think, or the first round pick from a year ago. He yep. was her all last year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Glenn for too. Cordy Glenn's yeah. coming back too. Yeah, so. true, true, true. Very true. Yeah, so they got they got some stuff. I think um, it'd be interesting to watch. I'm excited to take one of those guys as, as backup quarterbacks, probably. But I'm very yeah. interested in oh, getting yeah, for them. Sure. For yeah, sure. I'm very interested in getting them. Okay, dope. That was that was good. All right, cool. Um, so number two, moving on, is Teddy Bridgewater an upgrade for Carolina QB? Um, you know, from where they were last year. Do you think? the changes at quarterback is going to, you know, positively or negatively affect the weapons around him. Cause there are a lot of really valuable fantasy weapons on Carolina, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, and I think he's definitely an upgrade from what they had last season, which isn't mm-hmm. saying much. Um, mm-hmm. I never really was one to buy into the Teddy hype. You know, I think kind of he's a Jag if we're being honest, you know, just a guy, but, uh, you know, I, I, I actually, about Teddy. yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I did see an advanced stat not too long ago, um, that since entering the league in 2014, Teddy had almost the most passes of less than 10 yards per attempt, mm-hmm. you know, more than, than any starting quarterback, you know, during that time, which is mm-hmm. kind of insane. So he's basically, you know, a check down King. Um, and with that being said, I think that will have a very positive impact on uh, CMC. 
I think that'll have a very positive impact on DJ Moore, which is like, you know, everybody's baby at this point. And then I think that'll negatively impact um, Robbie Anderson and Kurt Samuel. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think Ian Thomas could benefit too, you know, because a QB that doesn't like going deep with the ball is going to look for a big body tight end and a slot guy underneath. So I think that Ian Thomas, CMC, and and DJ Moore should be in for big seasons in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I I pretty much agree with that. Um, and it sucks because I've been drafting Robbie Anderson a decent amount just because I'm hoping, I think he's a good receiver and he's going to a team that's going to be down a lot. And Teddy, you're right, probably is an upgrade. Um, I remember when Teddy was coming out and he was supposed to be the Jaguar savior, mm. and uh, that never happened. <laughs> but it's okay. But he was kind of dodge that, a bullet, though. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we can say whatever. He got that pretty horrific injury, right? And that kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Before then, he was looking to break out a little bit, but yep. you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I very recently watched New Orleans film, and God, he was he was absolutely what you described with the checkdown Charlie stuff. Um, yep. I just hope it was the system. I don't know if you can really say that if, because most of his career has been pretty similar. Um, just looking at his stats right now, it seems like everything's been pretty similar. And I remember him being very similar to that in in Minnesota. Um, I really hope it was the system. I really hope the the coach of Carolina is. I think I really like. I think it's the guy yeah, who turned around two programs, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sorry, God. No, it's okay. He's just a, he's a, he's a tank, dude. Like if you look at back at the time he spent with Temple. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah you insane. probably know all about that. He it's turned insane. Temple around, then he went to Baylor, yeah. and he made them into a powerhouse. Like yeah. he, he's solid, he's, and Joe Brady crazy. too. Malachu. Yeah, also true. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that with a change of system. He doesn't need to be his check down, or he probably won't. He won't be because I think Carolina's defense is very young um, and not very good. So I'm I'm hoping that it's another similar situation to what we talked about before with the QBs, where he has to throw the ball deep, he has to move the chains. Um, and I mean, they don't really run with McCaffrey, right? So Teddy yeah. benefits from CMC getting a thousand yards in the air, right? So he should, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's important. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's definitely tough. I I think you're right with the assessment that some people will do better some people won't um and that's probably the way you lined it up just to i really want robbie anderson because his adp is so low and i think he's a good receiver and i don't think they used him correctly in new york he, he is kind of like a deep threat mm-hmm. um i'm hopeful that they you know expand that role with the weapons they have but i do like ian thomas and i think this is definitely beneficial for ian thomas so that's yeah fair. Where, where do you have um or where do you kind of have uh if you can like give me a rough estimate of where you take teddy bridgewater like would you take him over um, a guy like, uh, I think like Carr or Roethlisberger or Cousins. I definitely take Big. I definitely take Big Ben in that situation. I think, I think I'm just low on Ben. That's probably why I have him near him. He's looking um, healthy, man. I don't know. I, he's got Juju now. He's he's got Juju back. He's got. He, uh, James I mean, Watson. he doesn't have Antonio Brown anymore. So that's, I'm. That's true. I'm his his two or one and a half games. I forget how long it was, but his two games last year at least were. Very, very uninspiring. I don't think this this team is um, is what it has been in the past. I mean, <laughs> I don't think the offense is what it has been in the past. I know he's only 37, but Big Ben has been talking about retiring for like five years. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if he... I, I try not to be as speculative about like wills of players and like how people really put into it. But I mean, I watched Albert Hainsworth. We all watched him, you know, have a oh, contract God. and blow that shit up, right? I mean, it's entirely possible some people just give up on it. I mean, Roethlisberger's won two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls? Fuck, I don't remember how many, but his career is, you know, pretty pretty set in stone. I don't know if there's a lot more he can do with this team because I don't think the offense is nearly as good as it's been in the past. The line is way older than it. It's getting older every year, 
and it's just not as good as it used to be. The weapons aren't there. Juju definitely struggled with bad quarterback play. I'll say that. Um, and I think Roethlisberger could provide some good quarterback play, but the defense is so good, and I think Connor's a good running back. I don't know that they'll need him to do much, and I don't think he has it anymore. So I, I, know, I just feel great about Roethlisberger. Yeah, you, may, you make a good point because when Pittsburgh has had good defenses or even, say, elite defenses in, in the mm-hmm. past— they became a run-heavy team. They only became yeah. that shootout style of offense because they they were getting scored on so quick and mm-hmm. so so much. They mm-hmm. felt the need to you know pass the ball so so much. But with yeah. that being said, I think that Claypool, Juju, like and Deontay game. Johnson, and then James Washington as well. That's a pretty damn good wideout core. So I, I mean, feel we'll, like we'll it's see. unproven. I feel like it's just too unproven for me to to like that much, right? Or no? No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I'm I'm going basically off how I view them as mm. skill players. You know, sure. The, sure. You're right though. Juju had one season, and uh, we Brown seen... dominating. Yeah. I just want to make yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Deontay Johnson has high expectations, but we haven't seen a ton from him. James Washington's been somewhat of a disappointment. I do like Claypool, but I I you know, Same. but again, he's unproven, like you said. So it yeah. it could be hit or miss, man. Fifty fifty kind of on that offense for me. Yeah, I mean, it just worries me when you go from Roethlisberger, you know, I mean, two years ago, we had like 30 something touchdowns. I looked up his stats today. I was looking as I was trying to do rankings at lunch. Um, and it's just it, it 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 does markedly, you know, decline. But like, you know, he used to have Le'Veon Bell. He used to have a very good offensive line that was, you know, not that old yet. And he also had Antonio Brown. Like, I, I feel like there's there's a significant drop off in talent around him. So I just feel like that's going to affect him negatively. Um, but anyway, that, that's fine. It's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, do, we're getting back to the, the Bridgewater thing. Do you? Do you take him, like, I have him 23rd overall. Do you take him, like, around Derek Carr, maybe Drew Locke, maybe Oof. Phillip Rivers? God, I honestly, I'm avoiding all of those guys. Okay, um, okay. You know, and I'm not one to take QBs, you know, early in yeah, draft. Yeah. I like to I like to load up my team on non-QBs, non-tight ends, and then, you know, after I get a solid two bench guys, then I go in for my tight end and QB usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm really not. I'm, they're all around the same for me. I mean, they got to be neck and neck in ADP. I like the upside of Drew Locke, but, again, another unproven guy. Yes. Um, but, but, yeah, I guess I'd take Teddy over the guys you just listed uh, simply because he has CMC to give the ball, to give the ball out in space. He has DJ Moore to give the ball out in space, and they make plays. So a two-yard dump-off could result in a 95-yard touchdown from CMC, which, yeah. you know, wins you the week if you have Teddy in a queue. So I'm probably going to take him over them. Yeah, okay, that, that's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, all right, cool. Um, all right, let's move on to, I think, running backs we're going to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. The next question, do you think that Carrion or Swift will have a better year? Like, are the Detroit running backs, right? Or do you, who do you think has a better year between them? And what do you think about Dobbins and Ingram on Baltimore? Uh, so I'll start with the Lions. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you know this insane stat, but Carrion Johnson <laughs> has had an injury that's kept him out mm-hmm. for multiple weeks at every <laughs> single season dating back to his high school, high school football years. I didn't know which that. Is, which is nuts. That's pretty um, nuts. So if you're a betting man, and I don't know if you are, but if you're a betting man, uh, I would say he's likely, and I'm not rooting for it, but I would say he's likely going to go down at some point this season. And when he does, I think everybody will see just how talented Swift is. Um, Swift was my RB1 coming into 2020, you know, before the college football season ended in 2019, over JT, over Dobbins, over Cam Akers, all these guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he evidently slipped to my third running back behind Dobbins and JT, but still, I like him a lot. 
Uh, I think he's going to be very successful in the league, man. I think his skill set translates well to the NFL, and I see him having a similar, you know, uh, I see him being similar to Dalvin Cook in a lot of ways, but a little bit better uh, receiving ability, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think I like Swift a lot, so I'm taking Swift over the over uh, carry on there. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. That's interesting. I didn't know about the stat. That's very interesting. I mean, carry on. It just felt. It felt weird to me to take carry on and put him on like a pedestal for two years and then draft a running back in the second round and, yeah. and a very talented running back. I do agree. DeAndre Swift is a, is a very talented running back. Um. He was my my favorite pure running back coming into the draft for the for the NFL. And I re- I really like him. Like, don't get me wrong. I it just feels weird that they would bring in another young running back and not like split them both and not, and not like let one have the other. I mean, I guess if one gets injured, you know, if carry on gets injured, sure. That's fine. Yeah. But, like, I just, I feel like, and if we look, so what I'm getting down to at this point is, you know, the ADP difference, right? Um, let me look it up. Cause it is, is very, is very different. Um, like I, I'm, I've been taking carry on a lot of my best, you know, what best ball is, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of best ball drafts just to like get ready for my, you know, season long leagues and all that stuff. And I carry on's going, in Yahoo, and I do best ball tens on this website. Um, he's been going so much later. I just feel the need to take him because. He, do you think they'll be in a split backfield to start? Because I feel like they will be, right? They gotta be, man. Especially since yeah. the camp is so is so odd with COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. They have to be. Yeah. You know, they you gotta go with what you're what you know. And when Carryon played, he wasn't that bad. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, just to justify Swift over Carryon, they'll be like, "Oh, Carryon's so so bad." He wasn't awesome. And he's probably never going to be what people expected him to be, you know, when the Lions took him. But he hasn't been awful. You know, the games that he played, he he wasn't awful. So he's not just yeah, going to, like, Swift's not just going to come in and, and you know, demand 90% of the, of the carries in that backfield. But at the same time, I do think Swift will eventually take over this season. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, the disparity isn't as bad on Fantasy Pros like I thought it would be, but I have... Like Swift going, so two in front of him is James Conner, Devin Singletary, then Swift, then Ingram, then Cam Akers. And then two in front of Carrion is Jordan Howard, Keyshawn Vaughn, then Carrion, then Marlon Mack, and James White. I feel like if I'm taking a risk here and I'm trying to, you know, get running back value, and I know that wasn't the question, obviously, but I'm just, mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, talk about that. Um, I just feel like taking a risk on Carrion in what I think we both agree is a split backfield seems like the more appropriate option, right? Unless you just really believe in Swift, which is fine. I think he's very talented, but does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. obviously, I, I don't know if you play Dynasty uh, Fantasy I, at all. I'm trying to get into it, man. I'm trying to, oh, but I haven't found a good league it's, yet. It's game-changing, man. It really mm-hmm. is. I just got into I actually commissioned two Dynasty Leagues, and I uh, oh, wow. I kind of innovated it to, you know, within my friends and stuff. And I had to do a lot of convincing and a lot of, like, a, you know, a big sell job to uh, oh. get them to jump in and do it. <laughs> Uh, but now really? everybody's in love with it, bro. Like I'm, I'm telling awesome. you, and like it's, it's freaking awesome. But awesome. anyway, in Dynasty, obviously Swift is the more valuable asset there. Uh, you know, just as of right yeah. now. Um, yeah, I, I worry. Though, uh, sorry, I'm. Do you mind if I cut you off? Yeah, no, not is at it, all. Is it okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I, like to, I like to do discussions like this. Uh, I feel yeah, like it's yeah, better yeah. before we get onto like a new thing. Do, do you think that we're being a little too reactionary at this point? Like, Carry On Johnson's 23 years old. Um, he was drafted two years ago. I know they took a, a running back early in the second round, but like, do, do you think that the discount is maybe like good enough to take another chance? Like, I feel like we're being way too reactionary from two years ago where we we're like, carry on Johnson is the guy he's going to be so good. And he was good until he got hurt. Like, do, yeah. do, do you feel like that makes sense or, uh, I think that you're right with that. His value is low for who he is and what yeah. he's done so far. But I, I will say that running backs do have the shortest shelf life in, Definitely sure. you know, between any any position in the league really 
And he already has two seasons down his contract, and he only has two left. Uh, they just get this guy Swift, who was widely, you know, seen as the best running back coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, they invested high draft capital in him. So I can see them, and and this is upstairs. I mean, not even the coaches, but like, right, right. you know, the GM who drafted Swift, be like, yo, like get Swift in the game. You know, if carry on, even if he's outshining him, you know, a GM's got to protect his job as well. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, we got this guy who you know hasn't played a full season since high school. And, you know, he, he only has two seasons left on his deal. And then we got this shiny new toy that I basically stake my claim on that we need to get the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he might, the, the head coach might get outruled on that one just simply for that fact alone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a kind of a, an iffy backfield for 2020, one that I'm avoiding. I don't know about you, but I'm just avoiding. I know you said you like carry on at that value. I'm I like just, the value. Yeah. 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 Like I that's would take. I would take, and who was above? Uh, yeah, said, let me. Howard yeah, was, yeah. I oh, would oh, sorry. Take, yeah, sorry, yeah. what were you saying? <laughs> we're getting it. <laughs> it's all right. And I'm just saying, like, the value, uh, you had on Johnson's ADP. Mm-hmm. Who was, like, the few guys that were yeah. taken around him? Yeah, sure. So, like, a few in front, on. It's Sonny Michelle, uh, Ronald Jones, Jordan Howard, Keyshawn Vaughn, then on, then Marlon Mack, James White, Matt Breida, Philip Lindsay, Tariq Owen. So, like, in that range. Okay, yeah. So there's a few of those guys I would I would absolutely take over carry on just like because him. of PPR value. Like Tariq Cohen, I would take over him uh, mm-hmm. just because of you know his catching ability. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Matt Breda for the exact same reason. Jordan Howard even because I think he's going to be the goal mm-hmm. line back for Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kind of avoiding avoiding the Lions because I do love Swift, but mm-hmm. I also think carry on will play a part. So it's tough for me to, you know to invest with guys that I actually like and really believe will produce in 2020, leave those guys on the board for something I'm questionable about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we're getting at, at this point, we're getting into like split backfield stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you know, right. like what we're talking about, right? Like uh, Howard and not so much Ronald Jones, um, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, right? Obviously. I mean, both those guys, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I mean, I don't really believe in Keyshawn Vaughn, but that, that's fine. No. I believe in Ronald Jones. Um, but like, yeah, we're getting to Mac White, Brita, Lindsay territory. I just feel like this is going to be, this is going to be a, a more defined split and, you know, carry on's a guy he has to supplant, right? So it kind of feels like as long as he's healthy, yeah. which is obviously an issue. Um, yeah, I guess this just goes to a little bit of my dislike for taking Swift in the area of James Conner, David Johnson, Devin Singletary, Ingram, Cam Akers, Moster, Montgomery. I mean, there's some guys I don't like there, but yeah. Um, I just feel like, you know, guys with, with, you know, backfields that are pretty much theirs. Like, I think Singletary's backfield's all locked up. Connor's backfield. You know, Le'Veon Bell is, like, a little bit further ahead. You know, I'd rather have guys like that. David Montgomery, I think, his backfield is pretty much locked up, at least the running back situation. I know we have Tariq, but he he can play, you know, a a non-running back, running back role, right? We can have both of them in there. So, so yeah, I don't know. I I think that's just, like, my my issue there. But anyway, I do want to get, I do want to talk about Ingram and Dobbins. I'm curious how you feel about them, too. Uh, so it's, it's similar. I mean, like, obviously that's another backfield, uh, Dobbins, a talented back. Uh, mm-hmm. like I said before, he's my RB two, t- like in the 2020 class mm-hmm. behind JT, but, uh, Dobbins is a tank, man. Like he started as a true freshman at, at Ohio mm-hmm. state, which is, you know, insane to do. Mm-hmm. And his last season, in Ohio state, he had 2000 yards rushing 21 rushing touchdowns. He had like 20 catches for like two fifty and a few more touchdowns there. Uh, the dude has all the makings of a Belkel NFL back, and uh, I honestly do believe he's an eventual top 10, top 5 fantasy running back as soon as next season. Um, 
you know, at his ADP right now, I really do think he could be a legit league winner just because his ADP is very low um, because Ingram will start, you know, the mm-hmm. year to begin. Uh, but I do, I, and I, I'll honestly stake my claim on this. I do believe that halfway this season, uh, Dobbins will be a week in, week out fantasy tank. You know, I, I really do love Dobbins. Um, I'm going to disagree. I think that the way I, I don't disagree with the talent that's there. It's potentially there. Um, I just think the Ravens system is set up where they're going to churn running backs all the time. They're going to use them a lot, but mm-hmm. I just think they're going to churn running backs all the time. I'm not sure if there'll be a bell cow, bell, bell cow back this year. Like at all. Do, do you think that's possible or what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they have multiple back. Uh, they have multiple good, mm-hmm. like pretty good running backs, you know? So yeah, uh, I still like Gus. Um, I don't hate Hill. Gus Edwards last season had how many touches? He had like 140 touches. It, yeah, last it wasn't insignificant. Yeah, definitely. Like that's pretty solid. Like if you give Dobbins those, you know, amount of touches, right. he's gonna do something more so than you know what guess Gus Edwards did last year. Mm-hmm. So even if he gets you know 120, 140 type you know attempts on the ground, he's gonna make more of it than Gus Edwards did. So he's gonna show the flashes, and I just believe the talent at that point will take over if he's getting the ball enough. It's going to be an undeniable type talent deal. And then I think they're just going to start force feeding the ball. I really do. Okay, that's fair. Uh, who would you take first then, Dobbins or Ingram? I At their ADPs, I would take Dobbins. Okay, that that's fair. What, what about just like just like one of the guys? Like, Would you rather have Ingram or Dobbins just if, if they're both there? Yeah. Uh, if I had to say who's going to have more points this season? Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Dobbins. Okay, interesting. I just, I feel like Ingram is a very safe, um bet for like a thousand yards and like close to 10 touchdowns um not to say that dobbins can't do something similar i just mm-hmm. think ingram has been he's 30 years old but he's a light 30 this guy has been you know in in a shared backfield ever since he's been in the nfl right yep, yep. so but i think you can count on him you know if you look at his stats and stuff like that he goes for like a thousand yards and you know anywhere from six to ten touchdowns every year i think that's a pretty great quality to, or you know that's that's pretty great to pick up in in the mid rounds, and I feel like they're maybe I'm being a little bit too safe. I I can be a little too conservative on these sometimes, um, because I just don't I, I don't know I maybe I don't watch enough college football, um, to like know I, I watch some film or I try to watch as much film as possible, but um I I just feel like I'd rather go with the safe asset here in in a backfield that I think is going to be very very you know bell or not bell cow it's going to be very hot hand ish. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, maybe be too conservative. It's possible. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go with the non-sexy pick, man. If that's if that's how you feel about it, that's yeah. how you feel about it, man. You know, well, like I mean? the sexy picks win win the draft, though. You know what I mean? Like especially they, in the rounds that they're getting taken, right? That's why I'm saying I think Dobbins. Yeah. The way I view him, I do think he could be a league winner. I really do. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. I think the offense is very good. The offensive line is, uh, I think, underratedly one of the best in the league. I mean, I know they're losing Marshall Yonda to retirement, but still, yeah. um, still a very very good offensive line. Yep. Um, I think they'll both benefit, though. So I think this is definitely a different situation than Detroit. I think they're both definitely both can be very good bets where I think in Detroit, it's possible that, you know, one of them has 700 yards, the other one gets hurt. And then it's just kind of like not a great situation to be in. But I want a piece of the Baltimore backfield. So I get that. Um, yep. So I guess you're probably right. I mean, maybe maybe it would be better for me to just um, take the guy who has the later ADP and just roll with that. Uh, it's yeah, definitely possible. If you can get him as like, uh, if you have, because at that point, at the, at the point you're taking Dobbins, you have, you're already filled up, you're already juiced up your whole lineup. You're kind of just taking swings on guys that could break out at that point. So, yeah, or just like a reliable bench fill-in piece, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking Dobbins, man, all day, all okay. day. Interesting. When you were talking about uh, running backs, I don't know, did you mention Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Are you a fan or are you not a fan just like real quick? 
I'm a, I mean, it's a pretty obvious and vanilla answer, but I think, you know, I'm more so just a fan of the spot than I am the player. Yeah, yeah that's uh, fine. I mean, that's fantasy football, right? <laughs> like opportunity, yeah. right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And volume is king and he's going to get volume, you know, especially since yeah. Damian Williams opted out. Uh, I'm, I'm big on him. I'm not taking him mid first round. No shot. Yeah, I think me neither. are insane. Yeah, uh, I agree. But I, but I would agree. Ta- yeah, but I would take him. I mean, I know he's not going to fall, but I would take him in the second. You know, on the come around in the second, early uh, to mid second, I would take him there. Um, yeah. But yeah, just, you know, position, you know, the position he's in, he almost cannot not succeed, you know, unless, of course, he gets hurt. But. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's move on to the next thing I had. What, what do you think of Cam Akers? Do you think, like, any of the Rams running backs are going to be worth owning this year? I feel like, you know, they still have guys that they might want to use besides him, but he's going. Uh, I have him ADP at. Um, he's the 24th running Pretty back on the board. I mean, I, his ADP, I think, is like six in the 60s, 63 to 65. So, yeah, he's yeah, pretty high. Yeah. Um, he's actually because I'm a huge college guy, man. So, like, I, I oh. follow like all the guys coming out of high school, like, and, and what schools are going to. He was the third overall player nationally in the 2017 class coming into college. Um, and he's a guy I've been excited about ever since. He was actually he actually played QB in high school, if you didn't know that. But he was like a that. running style. Oh, he was an absolute beast. Like if you watch his high school film, you'll just be like in awe. But um, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, but I believe he has all the talent in the world, man. And maybe I'm just on that rookie running back wave, whatever. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, his issue for fantasy is the same issue we had in college at Florida State, and it's the offensive line. Uh, the Rams mm-hmm. have a pretty obvious bottom ten, bottom five offensive line. And if you watch him at Florida State, you'd know the same thing is true. Um, I don't think he has a ton of fantasy success in 2020. Um, but speaking dynasty, I think that he's an asset that, you know, I would invest into a thousand percent. But, yeah, that's that's a backfield I'm not touching just because I think Malcolm Brown is a solid, capable back. Uh, Henderson, we didn't see so like a ton from last season, even though a lot of people had high expectations for him. We didn't see a ton. Uh, from him, so I, I just I just don't know. Honestly, it's one of those backfields, man, where it's like, you know, yeah, Cam is supposed to be the guy, and I think he's so, so talented, but they have capable backs in a system with an awful offensive line, and it, it just, it, it, it concerns me a little bit, but, uh, you know, I, and as your, what was the last question? You said something like, is any, are any of them worth taking at their age? Yeah, do you think anyone else, like Malcolm Brown or any of the other guys are worth taking? I mean, their ADP is so low at this point. It's just like... Yeah, they're free, for sure. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, at that point, it's like, if you want to take a late, late, late round, you know, handcuff backup, mm-hmm. which with more upside than their typical handcuff, you take mm-hmm. them. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like, I, again, I hate to sound like, you know, a broken record, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm staying away from that backfield. Yeah, know? no, I'm staying away from this backfield, too. Totally okay, fair. Cool, 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 cool. Um, totally fair. Yeah, I. So it's interesting. I know you mentioned the the terrible offensive line, and they were terrible last year. I'm just. I think the best way to objectively look at an offensive line, besides watching the film, is to use PFF. Um, do you do you agree with that, or is that wrong, or what do you think? I'll be honest. I I I follow them, you know, on on Twitter and everything, but I don't usually base my analysis off guys on it. Sure. Uh, you know, just because I feel like football is very opinionated as well. You know, like you you could get lucky on a play, and it could result in you you know, mm-hmm. potentially, I mean, I'm just, you know, spit. No, sure, it. sure, sure. Of course you could course. potentially, you know, uh, or say you can hold a guy, like it's an obvious holding, you know, on the offensive line mm-hmm. and it doesn't get called like that goes down as, you know, a good block. And it's just like, I, I don't know. It makes me question, but I definitely understand why people use that as, you know, as a basis mm-hmm. for sure. 
So this is something but, I want to talk about too with like reactionary stuff in football. And I totally agree it was a bad offensive line last year. And if we can can we kind of agree that PFF is like an okay source to to use yeah. on the yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm just looking at like the, the drops in the offensive line. We have Andrew Whitworth, who had an 86 rating in 2018 and then a 72 in 2019. I think we all know Andrew Whitworth has been really good for most of his career. We can say he's a good lineman, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, then we had this guy, Joseph Noteboom. He had a 70 overall ranking in 2018, and he had 39 last year. He was the worst guard oh. graded by PFF last year. Then we move on to the center, Brian Allen. He had an 80 grade in 2018, then a 58 in 2019. Oh. Then we move on to the right guard. We had Austin Blythe. He had a 75 uh, grade in 2018, then in 2019, a 50 grade. Then we move on to the right tackle. He had an 83 grade, Rob Havenstein, an 83 grade. He had also good grades before that too, 83 grade. And then he had a 50 grade in 2019. I just wonder if this line, I don't know what the fuck happened to it, but it went from, I, I and I remember this, I remember being pretty good when they made the Super Bowl, and then, then it just went to total trash last year. I'm not sure why, but do we think that maybe with the data or the stuff that I presented, I know PFF isn't you know, the perfect God thing, but maybe the offensive line gets better because they seem like they just had a random really bad year. Like I'm looking I mean, at the other guys. There's nowhere to go but up from there. So. Right? Doesn't it feel like that? And I feel like maybe we're being a little too reactionary here at saying it's a bad offensive line this year. And I do agree it was last year. I definitely agree with that. But maybe they shoot back up? It, possibly? Do you think that's possible, or what do you think? I mean, yeah, like I said, there's nowhere to go but up. Those are pretty mm-hmm. awful grades, man, yeah, and it showed. Yeah. So, yeah, But, like, again, like I, I wouldn't bank on them, you know, mm-hmm. coming back and having a top 15 offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, by no I mean, means I'm we'll saying see. that either. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll see for sure. It's yeah, a good point. I just, I just feel like it. We're not, not, not we us too, but like the fantasy community might be a little bit too, or people just in general might be too reactionary on that. I mean, yeah, it's like the 83rd worst guard, the 26th worst center, 20, 70th best, 75th best. Bad. It's just really bad, right? But the year before they made the Super Bowl, they were a very good running team. I, I, I just not sure it's happening. I believe in. Uh, I believe in the coach too, McVeigh. I really like McVeigh, so I'm I'm hopeful that it could change around. Hopefully, we get a good backfield out of or a good line out of there. We'll, we'll see though. We'll see. I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like it's um, something to note, just with uh with the nature of offensive lines. They can be you know radically different year in year out, of course. So yeah, we'll, we'll see going forward. Um, but I think I had another part to this question. Uh, oh no, we just talked about the other guys. Yeah, I mean Cam's the obvious guy there, right? Um. The other yeah, guys may be worth it in the end. Maybe yep. if you want to spend nothing on them, right? Keep an but, eye on them, maybe. So, like, which? But even so, which of those two do you spend nothing on? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. I, totally I'm not fair. taking them. Totally I'm not fair. going after them. But I guess if somebody did like one of the two, uh, you could take him for the upside. But you know. Yeah, I think I'd take Henderson possibly over Brown, but I mean they're free, so I'm just keeping an eye on either of them. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Cool. All right. Next one. Um. So this is good. I, I, I didn't know that you were such a college guy, but it's good that I have a lot of young or at least rookie questions for you. This is good. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so the next one, yeah, is um, is Josh Jacobs a top five running back in fantasy this year for you? What do you think? Top five. Uh, so he's a guy that I do like. You know, I do like him a lot. Um, he was real efficient in 2019. And honestly, he exceeded my expectations. He didn't get a lot of college production. So that's always a big, you know, uh-oh for me when I'm evaluating guys coming out of college. Um, so yeah, I didn't love him as a prospect. And my biggest concern was his durability. Uh, you know, just because he wasn't getting the volume that we typically see from a college back at that level, getting drafted that high. So yeah, so that was my question with him. He did miss a few games from week 12, you know, on last season, but he seems to be good to go in 2020. I don't love the drafting of Lynn Bowden, who I believe will be a receiving only back. Um, 
But Jacobs, you know, his value doesn't go down too much from that because he's not much of a receiving back to begin with. Uh, bottom line for PPR, I have him out of my top five, uh, but I can see somebody in a standard uh, league saying that, you know, he could be a top five running back. You know, if he plays a full 16, I could see him being top five in a standard. What does your top five look like if you could spitball it or in, in PPR? Yeah. Uh, you have both. We got time. Oof, let me say, I'm just going. Oh, I mean, you can do PPR then. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Right, PPR. Uh, yeah. I got CMC, Saquon, obviously one, two, Ezekiel Elliott, number three. And this can sound chalky as hell, but like, how can you not be? And then uh, Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. That's my top five. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. Is uh, And then Josh Jacobs is like, what, like eight on that possibly? Or yeah. Like seven or? He's in like the eight, nine, ten for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's fair. I. He's in, he's in the category though of of probably like tier two running backs for you or tier three running backs is is that fair to say? Yeah. Or? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because the backfield's all to himself. You you believe that right? Or, or you said the guy that they drafted is a purely a receiving guy? Yeah, Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky. He he catches the ball quite a lot. So I mean, like we'll we'll see. Again, I don't think he's gonna you know dig too much into Jacobs' value. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, uh, I think it's pretty much his backfield to lose at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like um, if we can talk about offensive lines again, because I think it's really important. I feel like the Raiders' offensive line played a little bit out of its shoes last year. Would you would you say that, or do you think they're just good? I mean, I like Ronnie Hudson. I like as much as I dislike Incognito as a person. Um, yeah. As a player, he's been consistently very good for his entire career. Um, yeah. Can't knock that. Um, do you think that the offensive line is, is? Do you think that might play a role in his ability to possibly be top five? Because they have a very good offensive line last year, and I mean, I think it could get worse, but. Um, yeah, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about that? I Put it this way. If he finished in the top five this season in PPR, I would not be shocked. Like, okay. it's not something I'd be blown away by. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, just realistically, I can't see it happening. Just because I don't think he catches as many balls as those top five guys that I mentioned. Fair. You know what I mean? And totally I'm, not, fair. I'm not looking at the, the totals for receptions from last year. Uh-huh. But I can go out on a limb and say that those top five guys will likely have more uh, work in the passing game than Jacobs. Uh, so just for that alone, I don't think he could be top five, but I wouldn't be shocked. Fair. Totally fair. That's, that's fair. I, I have, I definitely haven't watched as much Josh Jacob films as I should. Um, and I'm just kind of going off of what I'm reading about him and stuff. So I'm, I'm curious to get an opinion like that. That's good. That's good to know. Um, I'm getting get to get any opinion on this stuff is very important for me because, you know, yeah. I, I'm asking a lot of these questions cause I'm, you know, I'm doing my rankings now. I'm trying to figure out stuff now. And I think it's really important to bounce those ideas off people. And you're giving me a really good, um, platform to do that. So I'm very happy about this. <laughs> cool, cool, very cool. happy um okay cool let's talk about wide receivers let's do that um do you think that mike evans and chris godwin can both be top 12 wide receivers this year uh yeah this is a this is a big debate on uh twitter a lot of people like to take sides or just (laughs) honestly say that they're both going to end up being Uh you know top guys and they're both studs and i think there's no doubt about that i don't think you you know i feel like you feel the same way there Mm -hmm. uh most likely they're both absolute studs Mm -hmm. um but like the specific builds this is what comes into question for me uh, look at who Tom Brady mainly looked at in New England. He looked for Edelman and he looked for Gronkowski. Um, well, you know the saying, you know, old habits die hard. And Gronk is back with him. Uh, and he's going to get his looks. I don't expect much from him. But Godwin is a lot closer to that Edelman build than mm-hmm. Evans is. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Godwin should definitely crack that top 12 and Evans will not. Um, although I do think Evans is an absolute beast. And, yeah, sure. you know, he will absolute get his, absolutely get his um, but I see like a wide out 15, 16, 17, you know, overall season for him realistically, just based on the volume alone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't think there's that much to go around since Tom is kind of set in his ways at this point and, you know, wants to go to that slot guy. And I think that Godwin being there, he's going to absolutely feast this season. And uh, I do like Evans, you know, I think he, but at his ADP, I'm not, I'm not touching Evans, but I do like him as a player. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I, I, I would probably agree with you that I don't think both of them will finish there. And I do agree. Definitely. That Godwin is, you know, more that Edelman, Wes Welker type thing, but like, why can't Mike Evans be the Randy Moss against a Tom Brady? Like, I, I don't think Tom Brady. That's the best wide out of all time right there. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, aren't they, they're built similarly, right? Do you, yeah. do you think? Yeah, I mean they're that outside, you know, moss, uh, moss contested but, uh, catches. Yeah, yeah, dudes, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like Brady sure. just he's such a good quarterback. I mean, I think he's the greatest quarterback, greatest player of all time. I think, but yeah, you know, that's personal opinion. Um, I I feel like Brady, you know, was just using the weapons that were there for him, and with the insane weapons he had, and I think I think you were alluding to that if you didn't outright say it that he is, you know, probably one of the best weapons he's had in ten years. I would say on this oh, team, easily. right? Yeah, Absolutely. right. Yeah. So I, I feel like it was Brady, you know, throwing to Edelman because he was probably just the best receiver there. I, I worry or I, not worry. I think that with, you know, a system that can open up with two pretty great receivers on the team, um, I think we could see both of them possibly push for there. I don't think they'll both finish there because I think random shit happens. But um, I, I just feel like that it was the system maybe holding him back in that way. You know, not holding him back as a player, but holding him back, you know, from throwing deep bombs to good receivers because he didn't have a good deep receiver. Now that he does, it's true. I think it's possible that we, we could see one or the other. And I was not a Goblin fan coming into the year, but I think it's pretty hard to argue with what he did last year with one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. So Well, not for <laughs> fantasy, though. For fantasy, he was he was well, he no. was goal. I, so I just dis- I disagree with that because I think that they could have had a lot more touchdowns if James Winston didn't throw thirty fucking picks and kill drives with those interceptions. He yeah, but I mean, drives. Att- but look at his attempts and his attempts per game, man. Like you, you don't get that. I mean, yeah, touchdowns, yeah, but you don't, and especially in PPR. I mean, mainly in PPR, you're not getting all those attempts this season. I think you, you just could see a higher success rate though with Brady, and I think that that could push it to a very similar number. Yeah. Yeah, for Look, I mean, I understand, I understand volume is the key. We talked about that before with running backs, right? All the opportunity is very key, very important. But yeah. I, I just look at the wildness and the drive-killing inability or ability of Jameis Winston just killed this team on all facets and, and killed touchdowns for these guys. Um, so I, I, I at least feel that way. But, I mean, it's t- entirely possible that, you know, this this is a pretty good defensive team, I think. Um, I'm not sure if you'd yeah. agree with that, but I think they're a very good defensive team. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about—sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but how do you feel about Antoine Winfield Jr.? I, I safety. Uh, I think he's solid. Okay, I think yeah, he's solid. I, yeah, I really I, like him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm a huge fan, so yeah, the kid from Minnesota, that right? Yeah, there. oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a Penn State fan too, so I watched him a decent amount when he killed us last year. So Penn State, you said? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Penn State fan. Oh, that's fun. My buddy that I'm uh, that I'm co-hosting the podcast with, he actually graduated from Penn State. Oh, he's been to uh, yeah, he's been to every blackout uh, or I'm oh, sorry, no. white Penn State game um you know since his freshman year so that's awesome yeah uh, yeah big yeah. time state guy but um yeah, i've never been actually i'm really sad i'm supposed to go next year but no, we'll I've, I've even went i actually live i live down jersey shore like that that, that, oh. that area. so yeah 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 so we're where, pretty where, close. whereabouts are you, Do you, uh, if you don't... bricktown okay you my that? parents have a have a house um in uh it's it's um it's Right, it's right next to it's Ocean Beach Two is the beach, but it's it's in between Point Pleasant and the Seaside. What's the town next to it? Is oh, get out, Bayhead. It's not Bayhead. No, um, no, it's like it's like it's like on that like spit, you know, like when you're coming down from like Manasquan, right? Like, like you, you you know what I'm talking about, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like on there. Um, oh, I forget what the town. Cool. Lavalette. Oh, it's right next to Lavalette. 
Oh, okay. Level up, right? Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm like, right, 20 right. minutes for me. Yeah, my parents' place down there is, is very nice. I, I actually, when I first graduated college, I spent a lot of time down there. I worked at, um, have you heard of the River House? It's in Manasquan. It's no, like but, but Manasquan is my beach. Yeah. That's funny, man. Small yeah, world. Manasquan. Love yeah. Manasquan. We actually, so when I first graduated college, we're getting on a tangent, but I don't mind talking if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I, I got a, We got a beach house on Braille Road. It was one of the most fun things I've done in a while, so <laughs> that was a good time. That's, that's pretty cool, dude. That yeah. is pretty cool. Um, okay, so good discussion on the the um, Patriots South. No, that's yeah, basically yeah. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, do you, do you think Brady actually? If we if we talk about Brady real quick, I, I'm I'm picturing this um, this Peyton Manning esque year for him. I, I'm very high on Brady. Just a real quick. Do you think do you think Brady's gonna be a very fantasy relevant quarterback this year or not? I don't know how he can't be, dude. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go too much into it, but that that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, Goes without okay. saying, honestly. Yeah, I think I think so too. Um, okay. So the next question I had is, who do you think has a better year, Keenan Allen or Terry McLaurin? I feel like they're pretty close ADP, and they do different things, but it's interesting. See, like, can I call a tie? <laughs> can I can I say they finished? <laughs> I'm just curious about your opinion. Yeah, call a tie. Fuck yeah, dude. No, 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 no. I I love both of them, man. I really I do. I think Keenan Allen cool. is the most slept on wideout in football. Maybe behind Odell Beckham Jr., but we'll talk about that in another time. But do you think, um, do you think for fantasy or just as, as a wide receiver? Just as a wideout. Just okay, as I get that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna say straight up, and I think this might be a little unpopular because I think a lot of guys will take the opposite of what I say, but uh. In PPR, I'm taking McLaurin, um, and I hate Washington for fantasy, especially this season. But I think in Haskins' second season, he's going to take a big step up, and in doing yeah. so, he's going to have to depend on his only weapon, maybe, <laughs> you know, and force feed him the ball. Very true. Uh, and for Keenan, I just think with the new QB, he may be a little slow out of the gate, and then especially if they want to transition into Justin Herbert, you know, he's going to be, it's going to take time to develop that chemistry, and he might not get the volume that we're used to seeing, you know, with him. Uh, so I'm going to go with, in my opinion, the definite volume, uh, you know, because we did see McLaren burst out or bust out last season. And, uh, you know, we obviously, like we said, volume's the key in fantasy. Uh, so I'm just going to go with McLaren there. Yeah, I'm probably going to agree. I just don't like Herbert as a quarterback and I don't like Tyrod as a quarterback for fantasy. So I think I'm pretty, how do you feel about Herbert? Do you think he'll be good for fantasy or? I, you know, I loved him two seasons ago when he was supposed to come out because one, I thought the Giants would get him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, cause the giants, that's the season they took Saquon or yeah. Is it? That was two years ago, right? Yeah. I, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. I liked him a lot two seasons ago, but then I watched him a lot last year in Oregon and I, and I was just kind of, I, it's like, I just was left waiting cause I expected so much more cause mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't follow him too much two seasons ago, but I watched, you know, I watched film and, you know, highlights and whatnot. So I got hyped on him. And then when I expected to see that in his play, you know, week to week, I was kind of disappointed. Um, I still think he's going to be solid. I don't. I, I do think he'll eventually start for uh, for LA, but I, I'm I'm not like he's not on that Tua and Burrow level level for me. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. I I really I don't I don't like Herbert as a prospect at all. I think he he kind of stagnated and he kind of showed his his best stuff two years ago, like you're talking about. And I don't yeah. think he's gotten better. I think he's his decision making is still crazy to me. Um, that's fair. It's just not very, not very good. But uh, that, that's my opinion on that. I'm, yeah. But I mean, that'll be relevant for fantasy. Tyrod is, you know, kind of like a checkdown dude. Doesn't really push the ball as much, right? At least we saw that in Cleveland. I feel like that's true, which can help Keenan Allen in PPR and stuff. But yeah, I'm taking McLaurin too. He he broke out in a way that I was not expecting, but was definitely on my radar early on because of other fantasy analysts. But 
yeah, I, I think I'm taking McLaurin too. Um, but I don't like Keenan, I don't dislike Keenan Allen. Like I think you agree with obviously. Yep. So absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're both good options for a wide receiver. I think you can take them as wide receiver three and be exceedingly happy with that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's kind of I think that's kind of where they're going. Um, but okay, so the next question, which is kind of confusing, I need to revise this a little bit. Um, so who do you think is going to be the best wide receiver two on their team this year for fantasy? You know, guys like Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders, who are number two receivers on their respective team. But who do you think is going to be the best out of those guys for fantasy? Uh, oof. Out of those guys specifically, I'd say Emmanuel Sanders, which is kind of shocking because I know I know a lot of people would be like, oh, Gallup and Kirk, you know, young names, shiny new toys, da da da. But, dude, sure. Emmanuel Sanders is one of the most productive wideouts that's gone somewhat slept on over the past, you know, however long he's been in the league. But uh, I think he's so solid. And I think that, honestly, he's going to take away from Michael Thomas because when was the last time the Saints had a legitimate number two that they can actually lean on and actually, you know, look to to contribute? Don't and slander I- Ted Ginn like that. God, what's wrong with I'm, you? No, I'm kidding. Kidding. Ted Ginn is heinous. <laughs> but uh, but no, nah, I I mean out yeah. of those guys specific, I like them all. I like Gallup. I think he's being so slept on. Even though I do love C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. uh, I think Kirk is an absolute beast as well. But I'm taking I'm taking Emmanuel Sanders, especially at his ADP right now, man. I'm taking him, and I'm I'm feeling confident with it. Okay, yeah. Um, I honestly I don't hate either of them. It looks like Gallup is going a, a lot further ahead than all of them. I feel like the Christian Kirk. Um, going like 44th wide receiver off the board seems really low to me. He's the wide yeah. receiver too, right in Arizona, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they just have so them. many, like they have a lot of guys that I think people expect to burst onto the scene. Like Andy, I mean, I mean these are Isabella. You know, really low games. Or Andy Isabella, mm-hmm. um, you know, even Hakeem Butler. It's like guys see those, those players mm-hmm. that produced well in college and were, you know, had decent draft capital and you just expect them to, Come into this build, but but Kirk is a beast. I think he is the you know I think he is the number two there, and I think that ADP is pretty low for him. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's, all, that's very good points. Um, okay, I, I want to talk about I want to talk about CD Lamb. I, I'm curious why you like him. Why do I like him? Because yeah. I saw him absolutely dismantle Texas for multiple seasons <laughs> in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, no, I just I just think he's a really solid wideout. I think he's a complete wideout. I think he's got amazing hands and uh, just his escapability as well. When he touches the ball, uh, I, there, there's just one play that that you've probably seen. Mm-hmm. It's like number one on his highlight tape, but he catches mm-hmm. a ball and he's on the right. He's outside the numbers on the right side of the field. And it's against Texas. It was last season in the Cotton Bowl. And uh, he's got five defenders blocking him in with the sideline. And he's able to shake all five guys and take it to the house for a touchdown. Yeah, it, I mean, mm-hmm. good. It's. I mean, I don't got much more to say. He's just. I think he's complete, man. I really do. I thought it was insane when people valued Judy over him. You know, before the end of this season, because everybody was like, "Oh, Judy's the guy. Judy's the guy." And I was like, "Yo, Lamb is the guy. Lamb is the number one wideout in this class." And I think it's not even that close, man. And I know that's kind of bold to say. That's okay. But I don't. I don't think. I really don't think it's close. I think he's that good. Okay. I. I definitely disagree. But that's okay. That's fine. Um. I. I just. I wonder. If and I feel like there aren't a lot of great examples, but maybe I'm totally off base. I just wonder if you know making guys miss in a not great defensive conference is yeah. going to translate as well into the NFL with NFL defenders. Do you, do I mean, you think that's my, fair? To my say? only my only thing with that, and you know, call me a Texas owner, call me whatever, sure. but the only thing with that is he did that play, and this is just this one play specifically because mm-hmm. I've seen him do shit like this multiple times, but. He did this against Texas, right? So I, and I know I know Texas's defense and Texas's offense, like you know, like the back of my hand. He did this around guys that were five and four stars 
coming into, you know, out of high school into college. He did this against elite talent, like specifically number seven on Texas's defense, which was one of the guys that he absolutely killed, uh, was a five-star that was supposed to commit to LSU. He was the number one safety in the country coming out of high school. And he made him look, he made him look silly. You know, he made him look terrible. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get it's the defensive conference, whatever, or non-defensive conference, whatever, but he's still doing it against elite future NFL athletes in that play alone, and that's play specifically. And he bought, didn't he ball out against Alabama in the college football playoff two seasons ago, too? I'm pretty um, sure he bought. stats right now. Yeah, I, th- I thought that he balled out in, in the college football playoff game, not this past season, but I think the season before that he did pretty damn well, too. I could be mistaking him with Hollywood Brown, but I, you know, I I just think, I think he's really athletic and just, you know, really talented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his big games and stuff. It's coming against teams like Texas, Texas Tech, South Dakota, um, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, and LSU, which is, you know, good. He had four catches for uh, 119 yards. It's very good. Um, Yeah. I just, I, I, that's my worry because I feel like that's a lot of really, he's not, he doesn't have bad hands at all. He's definitely, I think he's a pretty good route runner. He's definitely got ability to make guys miss, but I just don't trust that translating as well as other you know things. Maybe I'm just like, maybe that's just not the receiver that I like personally, which is something mm-hmm. that I have a bias for, for sure. I think Judy was clearly the best wide receiver, but you know, that's really? my opinion. He's, he's the type of receiver that I like. He, he so really you like is, that yeah. Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham type guy? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel First like uh, Hopkins. Yeah, definitely. But I, to, to be fair, though, you, there are all shapes and sizes that make it work in the NFL. Like, I love Tyreek Hill, and he's definitely not one of those guys. I love Tyreek Hill. He's one of the—I yeah. think he, he's my top wide receiver in fantasy. So, um, yeah, I love him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely room for that. I think him landing on Dallas was probably the best thing that could have happened to that guy because he fills in the, the Cobb role, and he's going to do that so well with Gallup. Yep. Because uh, I, I think if he had to—I think he would struggle if he has to do something like I think Henry Ruggs is going to have to do. I think he'll struggle. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yep. Um, sorry, I, I do, I do like, I, I watched a lot of, especially wide receiver film, because I love this wide receiver class coming out, so I watched a lot of film on that, and I was, you know, I definitely have some, some opinions on that, so. so if you ever want to talk about this more, f- further in the future, I would love to talk about the rookie wide receiver class. I, I, I love a lot of it, so I'd love to talk about it. Awesome. If, if yeah. would, at some point. Absolutely. Awesome. Before we go on to the next question, though, do you have only Judy above Lamb, or, like, do you, do you have Lamb as your number two guy overall, or do you have other guys over him? Uh, we're talking about just, like, talent-wise? Yeah, like rookie wideouts, just straight up talent. Um, let me, let me get my big board up because I have a big board that I published. Let me re- let me read it to you. I have. You're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna like this, but okay. Uh, are you want me to read my top twelve? I mean, go for it. Yeah, we don't got a yeah. debate on it, but oh I'm no, just, sure, sure, sure. But I would like to talk about it sometime for sure. I've got Judy Higgins, Jefferson, Mims, Lamb, Pittman, Ruggs, Ayuk, Chenault, Rager, and Hamler. Wow, you got Chandler Rager. You got him real low. But wait, you have uh, yeah, Dental Mims yeah. over Lamb? Yes. But but all the knocks on Lamb that you said were, you know, his competition. Look at Mims' big games in college. Sure. Um, I, I think this probably goes to a little bit of my uh, my preference for a different type of wide receiver than I see CD Lamb as. Um, but that that's that's possible. And I, I, I haven't watched, you know, I, I watched all of these guys' film as much as possible, as much as I can get from YouTube and other sources. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this is just what I came to as a conclusion. Um, I would need to rewatch stuff. I might honestly have Pittman a little bit higher. I, I might move Mims down if I'm thinking about it in... Possibly, I mean, I but, like Mims. So no, I like Mims too. Mims, this is a great but... wide-receiving group. Like, I don't... I also don't hate Lamb. I just... I, I dislike how highly he was being valued. valued. That's but, fair. Yeah, that's my opinion. I would we'll love to talk about this further. We'll definitely have this discussion. Yeah, we'll definitely have this discussion. I would discuss- love to. Yeah. I would love to. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, let's move on to some tight end stuff. Who do you think is going to have a better sophomore year, Hawkinson or Fant? Uh, I'm on the Hawkinson train all day. Um, yeah, I mean... You disagree on this, too. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, as you know, tight ends, they take the longest to yes. develop in the league. You know, I think everybody's on the same page there. But I do think Hawk takes a big step up this year. Um, Fant is a stud athlete. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's an absolute, you know, beast. Like, you look at his frame, you look at his 40 time, like, he's a solid athlete. But there's so many mouths to feed in Denver, man. And, you know, they True. still have a somewhat unproven QB in lock. Yes. I just I just don't know how I feel about it. Like, I know you love Judy, obviously. They got Judy. They have Cortland yeah. Sutton. That, you know what I mean? It's just like it's mm-hmm. it's a lot for me. You know, KJ Hamler, I think, is going to dig into that a little bit from the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Stafford on the Lions, you know, he, he's an absolute tank who, you know, by the way, like I said before, do mm-hmm. finish do thinks do think that he finishes as a top 10 QB, you know, but. Uh, I think they'll really try to work in Hawkinson to the offense this year. And mm-hmm. I think that his talent is really going to come out. And I know Kittle went on record saying that he thinks Hawkinson is going to be an absolute beast. Uh, you know, so we'll see, man. I, I can see why someone would take Noah Fant, but I'm taking Hawkinson all day. Yeah, I think just talent-wise, I'm a bigger fan of Noah Fant than I am Hawkinson. I was a fan of him coming out of college more than Hawkinson. I, I worry that they run into the same issues, though, with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay and uh, the two two backs that we talked about, too. I feel like there are a lot of mouths to feed there as well, right? Or do you disagree? Uh, yeah, I just don't think as much so in Denver. And if I had to pick one of the two QBs that can spread the yeah. wealth and actually get everybody fantasy involved, it's mm-hmm. going to be Matt Stafford. Like, with yeah, fun. I agree with that. Yeah, so. I agree with that wholeheartedly for sure. Um, and I, I, I understand that argument. Um, I, I think, I think it's close when we talk about, you know, who's getting the most stuff. I think that Locke could be a good quarterback. You know, I'm, I'm not discounting that. I don't think I'm as hyped as nearly other, as, as much as other people are on him, but, yeah. um, yeah, because I think the hype has gotten a little out of control. Well, the uh, hype is only there because of the talent, because true. of all the weapons. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. although he did look pretty solid last season, I will give him that. But yeah, looks, the, the hype is main. Like I've seen guys, and again, this is dynasty because I do I do focus mainly on dynasty, mm-hmm. but uh, I do both. But um, I have seen dynasty guys have him as high as top seven in their dynasty. You know, big board QB wise, and I think <laughs> I think it's nuts, man. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I agree. Seven, like it's crazy. Come on, bro. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm just. I think I'm just picking talent here. Not to say Hawkinson's so much farther behind Fan talent. I, I think Hawkinson is a talented guy too. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I worry about that coaching staff too because I'm just not a fan of Matt, uh, Patricia. So oh yeah, <laughs> we'll see. No, definitely. We'll see. Um, but okay, that's cool. That, that's fun by me. Tight ends are definitely tough, and, and you're right. You know, they take a while to develop, um, which is something we'll have to keep an eye on. And you know, not even next year. Like, I'm looking for Gasecki to finally break out, and this is his third year. You know, so yeah. So funny, funny little thing, bro. I actually played against Gasecki uh, in high school. Basketball. Wow, really? Football, yeah. Holy shit. He is actually he's actually <laughs> boys with my like real good friends, uh, college roommate friend. But uh, yeah, you dude, get him on your like, pod, dude. He, yeah, he hangs he hangs around like the same bars that I go to in the summer and stuff. It's it's funny because Wait, everybody's talking everybody on fantasy yeah, everybody on fantasy Wait, Twitter. You, okay. You can tell me off stream, but you gotta tell me where so I can run into him. Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> you off I'll tell you off the thing. But uh yeah, man. He and I got a funny story I gotta tell you about that too, like when oh, I see. But yeah. I don't wanna get too into it while I'm talking on this. But sure. um but yeah, man, he uh well, where was I going with this? <laughs> he uh, about uh Kaseki and playing him? Yeah, 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 we played him. We played him in basketball where he was, you know, dunking on us and whatnot. And we yeah. played him in football. <laughs> and uh, it's just funny when I see everybody like spitting out his name, saying, "Oh, I think he's gonna be a stud." Da, da, da. 
I'm like, yeah, he is a stud. Like we, we, he's an insane athlete. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but it's just funny. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know? Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I like him. Do, do you like him as a breakout guy this year for tight end? I think he's insanely athletic and I think he's, and I know you're a Penn state guy. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's one, yeah. probably the best, I mean, statistically the best tight end in Penn state history. I mean, he's, he's up there. God, I don't know. That's probably fair. I, I'm, I'm so bad at that. Statistically that stuff. speaking, yeah. I mean, he's, he's up there, bro. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I like him, and I like anybody in that offense with Tua because I think Tua is an absolute beast. So, mm-hmm. you know. yeah, for sure, I, I love Tua too. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so, last thing I had for you is um, this, we're going to talk about defenses, fantasy defenses, which I know is super fun, super easy to predict, super like you're just yeah. going to nail it right right off the bat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think Tampa could be a top five defense this year? Um, and are there any other surprise defenses that you think could get into top five, top ten territory? Um, top five is high. Top five is high for sure. So I, I think maybe top ten. Any like surprise defenses maybe yeah. that you get up there, or even for the Buccaneers, maybe top ten. Well, first I'll start off by saying that in all leagues that have kickers and defense that I'm in, I always try to swoon them into uh, taking them out and putting in more flex <laughs> spots, just because I hate sure. losing games off defenses putting up 29 points when they average one a week. Because mm-hmm. it happens, you know, pretty That's totally fair. often. Yeah. I'm a kicker abolitionist uh, for sure. Fuck kickers. So. Yeah, but let, top five, let's see. Like, you know, one and two right now off the top of my head, San Fran and Baltimore, I would I would say, maybe. Yeah, Baltimore's my top. Then you got, like, Pittsburgh and New England. Um, I mean, kind of New England. I guess New England. Well, New England uh, opt-outs scared me, though, right? They lost yeah, no, what, that's, Hightower that's why, and Chung. That's why, yeah. yeah, that's why I took back on that a little. But yeah. then you got even Chicago, Buffalo. Like, all these Chicago. teams. Yeah, so all these teams, I think they will make out the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, you know, but I, I'm I'm not really seeing Tampa slipped into that top five. They have some good playmakers like you know Shaquille Barrett, JPP, mm-hmm. uh, Nadamakong Sue, Devin White. But top five is tough, man. You know, there's some good defenses at the top of that list. Uh, but I definitely think their defense as a whole, and the like, just NFL speaking, is definitely underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. I do have them in the top ten though. If I had to just round out a top ten, I would I would probably put them in. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, I was surprised at how good their cornerbacks played last year and how young they are. They're all like under their their entire secondary is like all under twenty five. It, it's insane. And they and I think it was the guy Davis. I want to say Carlton Davis was thrown on the most. I was I got to relook up these stats because I was when I was watching Tampa Bay film. They they had they have some really surprisingly good cornerbacks that people aren't giving up credit for. And you, you didn't even mention Levante David, man. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of just was going. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's for sure. But uh, I, I got you. Yeah. I just really like this defense. I know for fantasy that's different, you especially for linebackers. Know. But like, yeah. Um, yeah. do you think there are any surprise defenses that could sneak into the top ten, top five that people aren't thinking about? Um, I like I can Dallas. Some if you want. I like Dallas's defense a lot. Do you think their linebackers can stay healthy? That's my big thing. <laughs> I mean, if they do, they, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that is the yeah. thing. I yeah. think they have a solid defense. Um, yeah, for sure. Defense, it's so tough to predict. Like, oh, like, for, yeah, yeah, like course, you open this little segment off. Like, it's so hard to predict <laughs> defense. And defense. Like I said, and anyone listening who still plays in leagues with defenses, man, talk to the commissioner. Get them to swap it out for flex guys. It's so much more fun, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Some people play defense. I I, I personally don't like to. but it, I, I can say from personal experience, it's like pulling teeth to try and get kickers out of these leagues. So I, I hope you can get kickers and defense out. But, I mean, just work on the kickers first, I think, yeah. is the more pressing issue personally. But that's why yeah. that's fair. Yeah. What do you think about um maybe a team like Green Bay sinking into the top 10 defenses? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I think I actually have them. I mean, again, like I'm just going off the top of my head, but I right, think I right. would put them in the top 10 pretty easily, no? Yeah, so let me pull up their ADP because I know I've been doing a lot of best ball drafts and they're not anywhere. They are the 
17th, 18th defense off the board, which I think and is kind of Tampa crazy. Bay? Tampa Bay is the 14th. Wow. Yeah, okay. they're, they're pretty low, right? You want to you read a list? Yeah, just give me like the yeah. top 20. Yeah, okay. So we got the Niners, Steelers, Ravens, Bills, Patriots, Bears. So like all the teams you said, I wow, think, right? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we got the Vikings, Saints, Chiefs, Rams. That's the next five. Um, then the Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers, Buccaneers, Colts. Then the Eagles, Titans, Packers, Cowboys, Washington football team. Yeah, I guess I guess that's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. I guess it's actually not bad. I forget how many good defense are in the league. Mm-hmm. And Seattle's pretty low, too. You know, I think Seattle's pretty yeah, low. Seattle's underratedly good. Even before the Jamal Adams trade, I was taking them very highly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you think about the Chargers defense? Because I think they're underratedly... I mean, get Der- they get Derwin James back, and the rest of their defense yeah. is good already. Best One of the best quarterback groups. Yeah, yeah I mean, probably. But, uh, yeah, no, I like them. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will jump up on their ADP once they watch Hard Knocks. But uh, <laughs> true, that happens every year. Right? Yeah. Josh Kelly, the Josh Kelly bandwagon is going. Oh yeah, Justin Herbert bandwagon. But I mean, that's fine. I'll back off off those guys. I'm already off them anyway, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, could, I could see them sneaking in too, man. I just, I like I said, I don't know what defenses. I really don't. I just kind of take you know dark throws every single season with defenses because yeah, I don't spend a ton of time, you know really digesting fantasy defenses. It's just not my forte, if you will, you know? Uh, t- totally. I mean, it's 11 guys that you got to account for in one defensive thing, and it, and it, and it fluctuates so much every year. It's that's totally fair. I'm, I'm never going to draft. like I actually, the Ravens is a team. If I can get them at a decent price, I'll take them. But they're the only ones I'm going to take early. Yeah. Um, I usually wait to the last two rounds, and I take a same. defensive kicker, and I just take who's best available by my ESPN cheat sheet. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Uh, that's that's thing can go into that, but... Yeah, I get that. Defenses are tough, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's all the questions I had. Do you have any questions for me or anything else you want to talk about? No, I just, I, I'm i excited to talk about the uh, the rookie wideouts again because you have some, you know, interesting uh, takes there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could do, like, a whole rookie thing. I would love to talk rookies just generally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I would love yeah, to yeah. do that, yeah. Yeah, um, let's definitely get together and, and do something like that. Maybe on maybe on my podcast. That, yeah, that's definitely. Next week. I would you know, love that. We could, have, we could have you on one week, and we could we could talk something like that for a little segment. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Um, okay, why don't you plug your stuff, and then uh, we could say bye. Yeah. Uh, so so if you you know if you if you liked you know uh, some of the points I dropped today, uh, you know follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Tide T I G H E on the spelling, um, and then at Basement Olympic, uh, which is going to be the podcast that we're launching next week. Again, like I said in the beginning, it's going to be mainly focusing on football for now, uh, but it really is for, you know, an avid football fan. And by avid football fan, I mean a college football fan, you know, an NFL fan, fantasy football, and then sports betting. Because, uh, you know, what's better than, you know, basically free money? And, uh, you know, that's that's what we all kind of specialize in is, is you know, winning money. You know, whether that be fantasy ball, whether that be, uh, you know, sports betting. We're all pretty good at it. Uh, you know, we got a good team. So, you know, we're all excited for it, and uh, I'm excited to get that thing going. Dope. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely need help with uh, my fantasy daily sports stuff, so I can look for you for that because I'm trash at it. <laughs> um, I, I won, like, a fantasy baseball thing once, and I've been living off that of my, uh, like my, my money for to doing DFS for, like, three weeks now, so I need oh, help. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay. All right, cool. Thanks for coming on, man. I had a, had a very fun conversation. This was a good one. You got it, man. We'll have to link up soon. Definitely. Uh... that's it for this episode 
of the Bacon Game Sportsbook. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.